Cyril John, known as John, was my grandfather until he passed away a few years ago. He was a preacher man, and so, as I seek to read, explain, wrestle with scripture on this podcast, I also seek to raise a glass to honour the memory and the legends that is CJG, my grandfather. Hi everybody, my name is Darren, and welcome to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man, where we'll be exploring the Bible and interviewing some of the unsung heroes of the Christian faith. I hope this inspires you to know Jesus Christ and to make him known, to live the wonderful life that Jesus calls us to live, that no doubt will lead us into all sorts of adventure and into all sorts of trouble. Good morning saints, or good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world, or at what time you are listening to The Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man. My name is Darren, I'm a member of All Saints Church, and we are on the last leg of our reading of Galatians together, and we've come a long way. We started in Galatians chapter 1 as Paul writes to the churches in Galatia as he corrects some misteaching about adherence to the Jewish law and traditions as a means of earning God's approval and salvation. And he sets out early on in his letter that this isn't right and that we are not under the law or obligation to it. He goes on in chapter 2 that it is grace that has set us free and those wonderful words still echo in our ears that he, Jesus, loves us and gave himself for us. And it is because of God's grace in Jesus that Paul writes in chapter 3, there is no Jew nor Gentile, slave nor free, male or female. And this sentence alone has theological importance and implication, but today, particularly in June 2020, it also rings out loud on a purely humanitarian basis too, as we remind ourselves that God is inclusive by his own nature, the Trinity, and that Jesus always sought out the marginalised and the discriminated and counted them as children of God. Black lives matter, LGBTQ lives matter too. And then in Galatians chapter 4, Paul says there is a choice. You can have slavery or freedom. And he urges the Gentiles and he urges us too to not go back to slavery whatever that looks like for us. And Paul, then for me at least, reaches the peak of his letter in Galatians chapter five, which we read out loud yesterday, and he smashes home his message that it's all about grace, 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 and living in the spirit. This is what God inputs into our lives, but the output is the fruit of the spirit, of love, of joy, of peace and patience and goodness and faithfulness and self-control. If we need to be kinder or more loving or more faithful, then we are to go back to the start and receive a fresh, fresh receiving of the kindness of God. We are to receive afresh the love of God and we are to experience afresh his faithfulness. And now we reach Galatians 6. And Paul continues this harvest theme. We reap what we sow 
is what he says. And then Paul lists out some suggestions of what living life in the Spirit looks like, of what a fruitful life could be like for us. And he goes on to say these things. He says it looks like this, that we share each other's troubles, that we help someone in need, that we do our work well, that we don't compare ourselves to others, that we be responsible for our own conduct and our own lives, and we pay for those who teach the word of God. Reap what you say and reap a harvest of everlasting life from the Spirit, says Paul. And as we do, Paul urges the Galatians and us to not get tired of doing what is good, to not get discouraged, and to not give up and to take every available opportunity to us. And then we come to Paul's big finish of this letter, and I absolutely love this. He reminds the reader of the, Jew of the Jewish leaders who seek to enslave the Gentile Christians in the slavery of the law, so that, so that these Gentile Christians can be a badge of honour to them. And this part of Paul's letter is so clever. He starts with enslavery to the law in Galatians chapter 1, but he finishes in Galatians chapter 6 with Paul essentially saying that we are to be not enslaved to the law, but enslaved to the Lord Jesus Christ just as he is. And he says this, he says, because of that cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, my interest in this world died long ago and the world's interest in me is also long dead. He starts this letter with slavery and obligation to the law and how that is wrong. And then he finishes his letter with slavery and an obligation to Jesus Christ and his cross. Paul is completely and utterly sold out for Jesus. He has experienced the transforming power and redemption of the risen Jesus Christ. He is compelled to preach the good news of Jesus. He has no other task in his life. He has nothing left of himself other than the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. And frankly, saints, what else do we really need? You see, our lives are like a shop window. The world constantly comes and takes a look into our shop of our life and makes inquiries of us. Do you sell time? Could I have some? Do you sell loyalty? Could I have some? Do you sell any money or possessions? Could I have those? And each time this inquiry comes, the world is really saying to us, can I have a bit of you? But saints, we are to give all of us, all of our lives, all of our bits and pieces to the Lord Jesus Christ. Our plans, our ambitions, yes, even our hurts and disappointments too. The world can't have those either. And in doing so, we are sold out. We have nothing for sale to the world because we have given it all to Jesus. There's nothing left. Ah, but wait, there is something left, something so precious, which I, saints, will be willing to share with you and to the world. Let me tell you what I've got for sale. It is the cross of Jesus Christ. I will boast only 
in the cross of Jesus Christ, says Paul, and so say I. And Paul starts this letter with obligation and law and finishes, as I said, with a different type of obligation. An obligation as a response of faith, as a response to God's grace in our life, that we are to be sold out, enslaved to Jesus Christ. Saints, I wonder if you would now consider, as we go on to read Galatians 6 shortly, and over the next 24 hours, is there any part of your life that you've not yet given to Jesus Christ? Maybe you've said yes to following him like I did many years ago. Or maybe you've said recently, yes, I want to follow you, Jesus. But for us both, there will still be elements of your life and of mine that we have not yet handed over to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It could be your job, it could be your family, it could be your fears and your anxieties, it could be your health, or saints, it could even be your ministry. You'll know. And if there is, then simply can I suggest that you sit with it for a while and hand it over to Jesus. Or if you are listening to this podcast, and you have never given your life over to Jesus Christ, then could I ask you to respond to the beat in your chest getting stronger right now, as we read Galatians 6 together. There are, contrary to popular opinion, no magic words that you need say. Just a confession that you've got things wrong, tried to do life your own way, sold yourself out to other things or to other people, despite trying to make the best of things. But now that you recognise that Jesus is King, that you want Jesus to be Lord, to be boss of your life, and that you want to live for him out of this posture of grace and to receive his life-giving spirit. Saints, let's pray now, shall we, as we read together Galatians chapter 6. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overcome by sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's troubles and problems and in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, you are only fooling yourself, you are really a nobody. Be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well, and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desires will harvest the consequences of decay and death, but those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, for we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Notice what letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised 
are doing it for just one reason. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't really keep the whole law. They only want you to be circumcised so they can brag about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, God forbid that I should boast about anything except for the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me is also dead. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we really have been changed into new and different people. And may God's mercy and peace be upon all of those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus Christ. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. And so, saints, there we have it, the end of this letter to the churches in Galatia. Thanks for journeying journeying with me as we read together Acts of the Apostles, as we read together 1 Thessalonians and now the letter to the churches in Galatia. I hope you will now join me as we begin to read together Paul's next letter that he wrote to the church in Corinth, 1 Corinthians, over the next few weeks. So saints, may you know the grace of God, the freedom of Christ, and may you experience daily an outpouring of his spirit. And fellow sold out slaves to Christ, may we only boast in his cross. And may you never tire of doing what is good, may you never be discouraged, and may you never give up. Grace and peace. You've been listening to the Dazcast, grandson of a preacher man, where we seek to read, explain and wrestle with scripture and hear from some of the unsung heroes of the faith. If you've enjoyed listening to the Dazcast, then don't forget to like, share and subscribe whatever podcast platform you are listening on. And as ever, stay tuned for future episodes. So saints, go in peace to love and serve the Lord. In the name of Christ. Amen.